Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening. If you seem to sense an aura of cold dampness that permeates this room, Attribute it not to either defective air conditioning or inclement indoor weather. It's simply because this is rather a special place with a special statuary and special paintings. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And welcome to this episode number 1,121. It is a Monday, the day this is uploaded. Right next to me is a person who is so happy it is a Monday. Hi, this episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show is being brought to you by the Orlando Toy and Comic Con and Comic Central in Sanford, Florida. And by the way, Comic Central is the location where the Orlando Toy and Comic Con pre-party will be happening. It's been moved to the area of Sanford because the Artagon Marketplace has pulled the plug on its existence. They are going away, and it will be the Artagon coming up real soon and closing before the Orlando Toy and Comic-Con happens. So the new location is Comic Central in Sanford. Please check them out. Follow them on Facebook. They will be uh, announcing some things that are going to be revolving around this uh, big celebration, the pre-party, in the days to come. The Riley and Kimmy Show will be there. Also, he wants to have top billing. He said he he does not want to follow a dog. That is his... uh, statement to me and i pointed out that the person we're talking about is george lowe the voice of space ghost will be there good friend to the riley and kimmy show but i pointed out to george that on the tv show tv series lassie timmy did follow lassie Mm -hmm. lassie got top billing Mm -hmm. that's the way i think it should be in this case (laughs) he's sort of like our timmy you Mm -hmm. know so tug and dogs are awesome. Yes, dogs are. And he lo- and, and, and he loves his dog. Yes, yeah, he has a doggy and he loves his dog. He was just being funny. Yes. And he, Tug is an is a superhero dog. Yes, Tug the superhero dog will be there with George Lowe. Mm-hmm. We we think Tug should get top billing though. Uh an artist known for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He will be sketching too, by the way. That is Chad Thomas will be there as well. Mm-hmm. And many other things to be announced. It's going to be happening at Comic Central, Sanford, Florida, conveniently located right by I-4 and just minutes away from downtown Florida. Please tell your friends about this. If you're flying in or somebody you know is flying in, maybe vacationing in Central Florida during that time period, the 28th and 29th, tell them about the pre-party on the 28th. It's very easy to get to. It's close to the theme parks as well, right off I-4. That is correct. We look forward to seeing you. And cosplayers, you are welcome to this event. Yes, come Please. and have fun. Come, It'll be a great day. Come out in costume. We'd love to see you. And uh, oh, by the way, speaking of costume, our new mascot, dog mascot, unnamed, will be making an appearance. First appearance will be at Comic Central. Mm-hmm. Yes, first appearance. Mm-hmm. The dancing dog. If mm-hmm. you notice, I now added the word dancing mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the dog does dance. 
And we have video on our Facebook page of the dog doing some uh, groovy moves. And you can check that out. I hope it's not like a bull in a china shop. That's true. It could be interesting. Oh, there goes some pop vinyls. They're flying around the room. <laughs> and, and poor Tyson, the owner, he, he can you imagine him? He, he's going to have a, a coronary right there. Going, ah! But it, it might happen. Mm. Yes. You never and, know what will happen. And what's really good is the dancing dog might be dancing with Space Ghost. Mm-hmm. That would be something. That's right. So come out to Comic Central and see this fun. And, oh, by the way, help us name the dog. Uh, we'll be still uh, accepting... Uh, submissions at Comic Central and the next day at the Orlando Toy and Comic Con. We'll be naming the dog coming up on February 1st. That's right. We had some suggestions before sitting down for episode 1,121. Uh, and thank you for doing so. Uh, somebody suggested something. It's quite of a mouthful. I can't even recall what it was. Remember, it's like, mm. it was like five names put to one. I know. I was like, wow. Uh, what happened to Spot? Yeah. Uh, you know? Uh, yeah. Rover. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, what's the Fido. That's the other one, right? The the traditional. Yeah. 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 So a little you, bit more unique than that, but, but simple. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that, that'd be good. Okay. So <laughs> feel free to contact us on Facebook and give us your suggestion for what the dog should be called. Kimmy, how are you doing on this Monday? I'm okay. Just Okay. I'm all right. I'm uh, much better. I'm much all better. All right. For those who have sampled before this episode of uh, 1,121, Kimmy was a little bit under the weather for the past few days, but she is back. She's bounced back, and that is good. And by the way, speaking of some things over the past few days, please check out our Facebook page and our other social media because we have videos of what is going to be you know, talking about the Orlando Toy and Comic Con. We uh, talk with uh, Jonathan of Big J's Toys about what's happening with the future of his store since the Artagon Mall is going away or actually the Artagon Marketplace is going away. Uh, he talks about what's in store for Big J's Toys. Also, we talk about the, uh, let's see, the uh, pre-party, and also the promoter of the Orlando Toy and Comic-Con is on video as well, talking about what's happening uh, at the big convention. So be sure to check those out. They're available right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Kimmy, I have a question for you. Since you're all, you know, better, are you ready to play nerd pop culture geek trivia? Yes, I am. Uh, but before we do that, are you on any of that green stuff like you were over the past no. few days? Are you, no, no. Completely clean, if you will. Yes. Okay, all right. It is time for Nerd and Pop Culture Geek Trivia. On this Monday, January 16th, we're going to be asking Kimmy some questions. She gets more of them right than wrong. She's going to get herself a delicious dinner of her choice for Monday evening, the day we record this. And if she gets... More of them wrong than right. I get to choose the dinner of my liking. And we will not say what it is, but it's the one that you don't like. Oh. As much. Yes, that one. Okay. Okay. The one you burned many years ago. Oh, okay. Yes, one that caused a fur kid at the time to never want to smell this item baking ever again. Right. He did not like it. It's that item, okay? Mm -hmm. So get more of them right than wrong, Kimmy. Okay. That's the way it goes. Here we go. We're going to kick it off. Oh, oh, wait. I forgot. The timeline is possibly jumbled up. may not be chronological. may not be linear. So, who look out. And feel free to shout out and scream some uh, answers to Kimmy. We believe in time-traveling answers. Here we go. Very first one. Music section is where we're going, Kimmy. It's on this date. John Lennon releases Woman in Britain. That's where it's released first. Tell me the year. 19... 
78? Give me 1981 is the answer. Okay. Moving along here. It was 1896. The first five-player college basketball game was played. That happened in Iowa City, Iowa. Not Iowa. Remember that. We don't say Iowa. Right. But we had relatives that did. Right. I don't, I don't know why they did that. 1919 saw the ratification of the 18th Amendment to the United States Constitution. Now, what did that amendment, what did it prohibit the sale or transportation of, Kimmy? That was 1919. It would later be repealed by the 21st Amendment. So the question is, in 1919, what was banned? Alcohol. Ooh, do you think? Uh-huh. Do you think? Uh-huh. Speakeasies came to be because of this? That's what happened? Yes. Okay. Yeah, speakeasies came from that time period. Oh. Um. It was 1920, Kimmy. I don't even know if you've ever seen this. If you've ever seen this movie, the movie's called <laughs> The Kid. Did you ever see any, did you ever see that silent production of the kid no all right no the kid came out 1920s when that happened it was 1957 little richard records lucille see we didn't ask you to identify the artist on that one we're, we're treating you nice it is a monday after all but hmm. staying staying on the date 1957 you you are okay right i'm okay all right the cavern club opens up in liverpool england 1957 a few years later a certain super rock group would make their uh, their debut kind of together there. They would be discovered. Who is that? The Beatles? That is correct, Kimmy. They weren't a super group at the time, though, when they were found. Right. Yeah. And that happened a little bit later, but not much. Pretty fast, actually. Mm-hmm. When you take a look at the grand scheme of things. On this date, Kimmy, 1961 is the year... Mickey Mantle signed a contract that made him the highest paid baseball player in American League. In 1961 dollars, for the 1961 season, he is the highest paid. Tell me how much he is paid within $100,000. How much is he paid in 1961 dollars within $100,000? Um, $100,000? Well, you got it, because I, I gave you a buffer there. He was paid $75,000 for the 1961 series. Oh. Doesn't sound a lot, does it now? No. No, back, it doesn't. But back then, it, it was, right. compared to what the average salary was and things were, but mm-hmm. doesn't sound like a lot. No. Let's move over to films. It was on this date, 1962. The shooting of a film occurs. It is a James Bond movie, Kimmy. I've seen another one of them double-knot spy movies. Uncle Jed, that is what I was meant to be. That old seven has got the world by the tail. Oh, yeah, I remember you was all fired up over him a while back. Uh, he's one that does all that uh, fighting and loving. Does he ever? <laughs> okay, Kimmy, it's 1962. They begin filming a James Bond movie. The question for you is, it's 1962. What is the James Bond movie that is being filmed? And who is playing Bond? Who's playing 007? Sean Connery. Ooh, that is correct, Kimmy. It is Sean Connery, 1962. What, what is the name of the Bond film? Um, Casino Royale. No, it's not. 
Want to take a diamonds no- are forever? No, it's not. Do you want to take a, another guess? Doctor No. Kimmy, what gave you that clue? It was Doctor No. I don't know. <laughs> it was 1962, and Doctor, you know, we should do a mind reading act. You pick up pretty quick there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Eventually, I do. You, you know that's how they used to do some of the mind reading stuff. Is no, you know, you, that's good. You got it now. <laughs> Boy, we could try. We could transport back to the 1960s. Just think what we could do have done in Vegas mm. with that. You got it. I can blindfold myself and give me be out there working the audience. <laughs> oh boy that'd been fun yeah it was on his date 1964 hello dolly opens in new york city it was have you ever seen that hello dolly either a production of no. it or okay let's run this to the ground all right what's more jethro that's funny too <laughs> uh, by the way i love a beverly hillbillies when he does the James Bond thing. Mm-hmm. That's actually one of my favorite things. I think it's <laughs> hilarious. He gets a hat that's made out of like uh, I don't. I think he used Granny's frying pans to make this hat. Somehow melted it, melted it into a hat. It's like iron cast iron, <laughs> and he hurts his head putting it on. <laughs> okay, it was on the. And by the way, if you have never sampled the Hillbillies, you can catch them on Me TV, or if you like to relive the Hillbillies, they're on in the mornings for. I think weekday mornings on MeTV. Yes, I think so. It was on this day, Kimmy, that a certain book was published. It was published by Doubleday. Two-part, three-part question. Tell me the name of the book. Jaws. Ooh, you got that. Tell me the name of the author. Peter Benchley. Ooh. Now, the question is, the book, this is the book, what year was it published? Okay. Um, One year buffer. 1974. Exactly right. Woo. What year's the film? 1975. That's interesting. Think about it. The book's published in, in a year's time, a little over a year because it's a summer release. They're able to take that book that is a, a big hit, do all the special effects they do, even though it's limited by today's standards, get the actors cast, get the script done, Get it shot, and in movie theaters, for everybody to get scared, like Kimmy, hiding underneath the chair, uh, within that little over a year's time period. Mm-hmm. That's pretty amazing when you think about it. Mm-hmm. That's a quick turnaround. Did you read the book by chance? Were you so Jaws, you know, into Jaws? Did you read the book? I might have read part of it. Was it years later or right at that time period? Um, the book was in our house, and I probably picked it up and read a little bit of it. Because... In all truthfulness, Kimmy was not walking around on planet Earth in 1974. Oh, no. And if she had been, she would not have been old enough to read. No. Right? Right. It was on this date, 1976. You get one of three. I mean, it's going to be an easy shot here for you. Tell me what network aired Donnie and Marie. They premiered on this date, 1976. Remember their bell-bottom... Well, I think you were too little. Uh, pants. ABC? That is correct. They were the ones that were foolish. I mean, they were the ones that actually aired it first. <laughs> did, did you ever watch it, see that, or? No. Did any of your friends no. ever go, I like Donnie and Marie? No. Did anybody, did they have Donnie and Marie lunchboxes back then? They must I... have. Probably. But you did not have one. You had a brown paper bag. That's right. With your name written on it. 
That's because right. somebody might steal your lunch. That's right. <laughs> I don't know who would do that. It was on this date, 1979. Cher divorces a musician. Tell me his name. 79. Greg Allman. That's correct. It was on this date, 1985. Playboy magazine announces a 30-year tradition is being done away with. Any clue what that 30-year tradition that they did away with on in 1985? Hmm, I have no idea. They would no longer staple the centerfold models in the belly button and elsewhere. Okay. Made somebody happy, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. That was in 1985. So on this date, 1986, Wayne Newton performed his how many show? What total of amount of shows had he done in Las Vegas at that time period? 1996. We will give you a buffer of 1,000. How many shows had Wayne Newton, one of your favorites? 10,000. 1996, Wayne Newton performed his 25,000th show wow. in Las Vegas. He keeps going. We're going for that number two. Mm-hmm. We are. Yep. If Wayne can do it, we can do it, right? That's right. 1998, NASA officially announced that John Glenn would fly aboard the Space Shuttle Discovery in October. It was 2009, Boy George was sentenced to 15 months in jail for falsely imprisoning a male escort. Moving over to celebrity and notable birthdays, this person, this singer, actress, born on this date in history, Kimmy, iconic song she is known for. Tell me who she is. She died, by the way, in 1984. At the age of 76, here is your audio clue. Tell me who this is. Kimmy, who is that? Um, Rosemary Clooney? Would you like to hear it one more time to... No. Would you like... No. Are you sure you don't want to hear that one more time? No. It's not Rosemary Clooney. That's a, But that's the right time period, though. Uh, yeah. Come on. I don't you know, know why you that saw, came to my You head. saw this person on TV. Well, I probably know in clips. who this is. I know. Yes, you know who this is. I know who this is. You've never is. seen probably a movie she's actually Carol done. Chan- no, not Carol Channing. Ooh, Carol Channing. She was scary. She used, oh. to frighten, she used to frighten me on Johnny Carson. Who's the other one? Who is it? Yes, she would. this one would appear on Carson. Very good thinking. <sighs> uh, did anybody in your household pop in a record of this person or no. pop on a record of this person? No. No, no okay. Nobody was doing show tunes and singing this one in the household. No. Okay. Who is it? Come on, you can do it. I. It's not coming to me. Ethel Merman. <laughs> yes, Ethel Merman. Born on this date, 1909. Next question for you, Kimmy. Dizzy Dean, born on this date, 1910, died 1974 at the age of 64. What is he known for? Baseball. That's right. Played Major League Baseball as a pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals. Chicago Cubs and St. Louis Browns, the Pride of St. Louis, a motion picture, is sort of based on his career. It was released in 1952. It is actually an interesting uh, uh, biography. And I still, to this day, I haven't really, I've looked at it. They pull off a stunt without CGI that's interesting. You've not seen this. I have it saved for you, by the way, to watch sometime. They show him being hit by a ball, and I don't know how they did the stunt. Mm. And I don't, it looks like it hits him. Uh-huh. I'm, I don't know how they did it without him, the actor, getting 
<laughs> really hurt. Right. Uh, and I, they didn't have Nerf balls back then. And it actually, the ball, it, I mean, it, it's, I, I don't know the illusion. How huh. the, I don't know how that illusion is done. It's, it's kind of cool to check out. I think Movies Network runs it from time to time. That is the pride of St. Louis. Born on this date in history, A.J. Foyt, Kimmy. What is he known for? I haven't. A.J. Foyt. The slightest oh, clue. He's 82 today. He's a retired American automobile auto racing driver. He uh, drives real fast, sort of like you. Okay. Yes. Thought you would know him. No. Do you know what Jim Stafford, birthday person, is known for? Jim Stafford. Singer. Do you, can you name any songs he had as a hit? Garden Party. That is Ricky Nelson. I don't think you can do it, but you know, you know, you knew the name. Spiders and Snakes. She said, I don't like spiders and snakes, and that ain't what it takes to love me. Kimmy knew that one. I don't know. I actually thought I would throw her with that. Yes, <laughs> Spiders and Snakes, a 1970s hit. And he had another one, too, Kimmy. It was not quite as big, and it's actually quite weird. It's called Swamp Witch. That was the other hit. Party at 10 of the town's best men headed for Hattyshack. Said Swamp Witch magic was useful and good, and they're going to bring Hattie back. Never found hat in, and never found a shack, and never made a trip back in. Cause a parchment note they found tacked to a stump said, Don't come looking again. I have that same note right on our front door. <laughs> I, I do, on that parchment taper. Just like that's what influenced me right there. Actually, that's Swamp Witch by Jim Stafford. He is 73 today. I have no idea how Kimmy knew Spiders and Snakes. Did you have that on your KTEL record or something? Mm -mm. Did you have that 45 by chance? I don't think so. It did play on national top 40 stations way back when. Although oldie stations, most of them would not touch it. Did he know. have another one too or no? Uh, he, I think I he know. had some minor I'm, hits. I'm he did, but not. Confusing him had some with minor, somebody else. His, his biggies were these two okay. that we just mentioned. It's not Ricky Nelson, Kimmy. No, no. It's, no. Not, it's not Ricky, okay? This, this musician born on this date in history is 74 years old, an American country music singer and pianist. Matter of fact, he has some crossover work. Uh, he was one of country music's most popular influential performers in the 1970s and 80s. See if you can identify who he is. He's a Grammy winner, and he's credited with 40 number one country hits. So in other words, Kimmy, he's an important person here. See if you can identify who it is. I guarantee this. You saw his music being solicited on TV this is not Boxcar Willie. You would see it with Boxcar Willie kind of stuff. You know what, how they used to run Boxcar Willie, Slim Whitman, and this person at one time. Who is it? Any day now, I'll be all alone. Any day now. This should be interesting. Who is that, Kimmy? Who's voice is that conway twitty no but he did perform with conway twitty and he's he's up there in the amount of charts with conway george jones conway twitty and this guy mm -hmm. they're like the the big the big country 
Legends. Mm-mm. It is Ronnie Millsap. Remember him? Mm. Yes, Ronnie Millsap. This person born on this date, Kimmy, tell me how old he is. He is a movie director, also composer. We'll give you a clue here. Here's one of his themes. Tell me who he is and how old he is today. You get bonus points, too, if you can tell me the name of the movie that that is from. That is the score to a certain film. If you can tell me the film that he did as well, you get bonus points, Kimmy. That means you get the dessert that you want, even if I have to go to some bakery or some place to get ice cream for you. Tell me the name of the movie. Tell me the director. John Carpenter. That's correct. And the movie. Escape from New York. Exactly right, Kimmy. How old is John Carpenter today within five years? Years. You have a five-year buffer for John Carpenter. 66. John Carpenter is 69 years old today. I love Big Trouble in Little China. Mm. You've never seen that, have you? Yes, I have. That's one I and you I. You had me watch that. I did. Well, I think I, you know why you watched it. I now realize why it just kicked in my head here because of Kurt Russell in the um, Death Proof movie, and he's wearing the. Or they have the shirt that he wore up in the background in the I bar. I think I saw it. Wasn't that the reason you watched it? Before I saw Death Proof. Well, we'll just have to watch that again because I still yeah, like. It's been a long time. I like Big Trouble in Little China. I wish somebody. And I think they do occasionally. One of the retro theaters runs it from time to time. I just mm-hmm. love that movie. It's one of those underrated films of the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like it. And you like Prince of Darkness. Remember that one from 1987? That, that scared me to death. And I love They Live. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Have you ever seen I've it? I've never seen that. Oh, so we got to do a John Carpenter set. We got to do They Live mm-hmm. and Big Trouble in Little China. And let's see, I don't know, what else? Escape from New York, why not? Start looking for them. Well, I have some of those in a DVD set. I have some of those right here. Okay. 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 Debbie Allen having a birthday today. Actress, how old is she, Kimmy? I think you know who she is. She was part of Fame, the TV series. 60. She is 67, so um, you didn't didn't make that five-year cut, okay? This person having a birthday today, musician, singer, tell me who this is. Don't do it. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're going to do. You're going to mispronounce the Chardé. name. You, what were you going to say? Chardé. It's Chardé. That is the correct. Yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Sadie or something on me. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're right there. How old is she today within five years? 50. She is 58 today. Paul Webb, age 55. He was a uh, part of the band Talk Talk. Remember them? Mm-hmm. Maxine Jones having a birthday today, best known as founding member of what pop group, Kimmy? Can you do it? Who is? Maxine Jones. She was big in the 90s and going into 2000s. Nope. En Vogue. She was the founder of En Vogue. She's having a birthday today. She is 55. And by the way, En Vogue is one of the best-selling girl groups of all time. Really? Yes. Kate Moss. English model having a birthday today. How old is Kate Moss today within five? 
35? She is 43. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah, 43. Right. You actually knew who she was. A little off on that. Yeah, you knew who, who she was. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving over to another section of the Almanac. I see dead people. It is notable deaths on this date in history. Uh, Hollywood death. 1942, Carol Lombard passed away, Kimmy. She was born in 1908, died at the age of 33. She was an American film actress. She was the highest paid star in Hollywood in the late 1930s. She was married to Clark Gable from 1939 till her death. Together, they owned a 20-acre ranch in California where they kept barnyard animals. Cool. Yes. She died in an airplane accident. Mm. She was making an appearance and wanted to make it back to California. After the appearance, she was with her mother and other members. They had a train trip that was supposed to be. But she wanted to go a little faster than what the train would get her back. Her mom and others urged her not to go on the plane because they did not want to go on the plane. She said, let's flip for it. They flipped for it. She won. They died. Wow. Everybody was killed on board that plane. Wow. And it, it, it made it to Nevada. They refueled and then it died. They died. Wow. Right then. It's a tragic story. And unfortunately, I, she's forgotten by a lot of people. Mm. She was married to Clark Gable. You did a great job today, Kimmy. It's a Monday. Did fantastic. Get that dinner of your choice, whatever it might be. Um, tell me which frozen entree, and I'll make sure it's in that microwave waiting for you oh. a little bit later. It, Yummy. It, yeah, and it comes with dessert. I'm kidding. It'll be whatever you want. You can decide in a little bit what you want for dinner. Tacos. Uh, okay, well, we'll make that happen. We'll make low-carb tacos. Okay? We have to because of me. Uh, you know, that thing. So right now, let's uh, honor something from the golden age of radio that we held back from the Almanac. Radio was new. Radio. Someone still loved you. Some consider the program I'm about to mention one of the best examples of the golden age of radio, otherwise known as old-time radio. We have... Taking a look at the Almanac on this date, 1939, I Love a Mystery debuted on radio, and it would last for years on radio. And we have several examples, four of them, back-to-back, uninterrupted episodes to give you an idea of what this show was all about. It's a mystery, Kimmy. And the episodes are titled, it's part one through four, Temple of Vampires. Mm. From 1950... Here's I Love a Mystery on the Riley and Kimmy Show. adventure thriller, Temple of Vampires.
did we leave Matagalpa? Uh, was that the last big jungle town we passed over? Yeah, Matagalpa. Fifty-five minutes ago, Jack. Then we should ought to be getting pretty close to Boaco. Boaco, Doc. What's this? Boaco, not Boaco. You don't say. Well, anyway, uh, ain't we almost there, Jack? Yes, keep your eyes open, Reg. We ought to be sighting Boaco any moment now. I know. Nothing on the horizon as yet. Is that a stopping point? Yes, I wired ahead from Guatemala City for them to be ready to refuel us. Well, if I remember my Central America, it ain't going to be much for airport. No, they told me in Guatemala City they'd have to refuel by hand. Oh, you want to do any checking on the motors while we're down there, Reggie? That's just what I had in mind. We're throwing a little oil somewhere. We are? Oh, I say nothing serious, but I think I'd better have a look. Yes, don't take anything for granted. After we leave Boaco, there's nothing between us and 500 miles of jungle but the town of Huigalpa. <laughs> and there's no airport there. Wow, jungles. 500 miles of them. You sound as though you're looking forward to enjoying the prospect, sonny. Of course. Anything to make me forget that awful Richard curse and all those murders. Well, a little jungle goes a long way for my money. What happens after we leave Boaco, Jack? Well, we fly between the Huapi Mountains and Lake Nicaragua. Lake Nicaragua? Is it much of a lake? Only 50 miles long. 50 miles? Well, that's an infant ocean. A lot of Indians all along the lake, I understand. From the lower end of the lake to San Jose, Costa Rica is another 150 miles. And that's our destination for tonight? San Jose, Costa Rica? That's right, sugar, and we'll be getting in there around 8 or 9 o'clock. Yeah, if we're lucky. Should be still light enough to land without flares. Gee, San Jose, Costa Rica. Doesn't that sound like fun? And then what do we do? Well, Sonny, then's about the time and place that I start looking for trouble. What kind of trouble? Well, I don't know about the rest of you, but I know what kind I'm looking for. <laughs> yes, You'll no doubt find it, too. Doc, you don't mean something tall, dark, and lovely. Honey, the girls down in this part of the world have the biggest black eyes and the longest eyelashes of any girls in the whole wide world. Oh, my, my. How can you bear to wait? I can't, hardly. (laughs) And you, Jack, what sort of trouble are you going to look for? I am reserving the right to pick and choose my brand of trouble when we get there. And man, oh, man, is there plenty to pick and choose from. Anything you want, from an ordinary gambling house brawl with cutting knives to black magic and native voodoo rites. Really? Well, you never saw the like of it. Well, Sonny, the last time we was down this way, Reggie almost got himself skinned alive trying to save a half-breed girl from an Indian sacrifice. Did you save her, Reggie? No. But, Doc, that wasn't near San Jose. That was in the back country further east. Oh, sure, of course it was. But it's all the same in this part of the world. Stuff not only happens, it... Comes right up and smacks you in the face. You boys must know a side of Central and South America I never knew. You've been here before? Yes. Of course, I always stuck pretty close to the civilized areas. Well, Doc's laying it on pretty thick. The average traveler is as safe in Central America as he is in his own doorstep. you got to go looking for trouble here, the same as many other part of the world. Uh-huh. What about you, Reggie? Me? Yeah. What sort of trouble are you going to look for tonight? Oh, look here. I think I'll take it as it comes. I think I'm going to feel cheated, however, if I don't find somebody who wants to do a bit of brawling sailor fashion. A brawl? Why, Reggie, and you look so gentlemanly. What would make you want to fight? Money, politics, women. Oh, look here, does one need a reason? Oh, my goodness. What sort of men have I got mixed up with? Didn't you ever daydream, Sonny? Oh, so this is daydreaming. What kind of trouble are you be wanting? Oh, I hadn't thought. Let's see. 
Are the men as handsome as the girls are beautiful? And you'd better forget that. Why, Jack? Why? Well, we're going to have other things to do besides look after you. Yeah, honey. We're going only going to have one night in Costa Rica. We don't want to spend all our time down here saving you from a fate worse than death. Oh. Well, you heard me. Now, now, you boys look here. You pay attention to your own brand of trouble. Let me take care of mine. Quite. I'll buy that. And see that you remember it. All right. Jack, hmm? Guaco coming up. Good. Can you spot the airport? Mm, not yet. Do you mind taking a squint through the glasses? Oh, here they are. Oh, thanks. Looks like quite a place. Yeah. How queer the way it seems to be laid right down in the middle of the wilderness. Now, I got it, Reggie. Field's right straight ahead. Uh, on this side of the town? Yes, better start dropping down. Down we go. Watch it, Sonny. Uh-huh. How long will we be here? Not more than 20 minutes, I hope. Well, just long enough to stretch my leg. And my stomach's telling me it's time to eat. Me too. I hope they have better coffee than we got in Guatemala City. I'd better circle the strip to get the feel of the port. Seems to be a bit small for a ship this size. Good idea. I see they're expecting us. They've got a stack of five-gallon cans of gasoline out on the field. You mean they pour the gasoline in five gallons at a time? That's how they do it down here. All right, hang on. Here we go down. Hold everything. Nice going, Reggie. How does she handle? Beautiful. Take her right up alongside the cans of gas. Right on. So far, so good. Yep. Open her up, Doc. Everybody out. And a pleasure it is. You folks go ahead. I'll supervise the refueling. Hey, that's no fun. Go ahead, Doc. You and Sonny hunt up something to eat. I'll help Reggie check the oil pumps. Okay. Come on down, Sonny. Ooh. Well, I'm stiffer than I thought I was. Jump. I'll catch you. All right. Here I come. Ah, I got you. And I never held a prettier armful of fluff and feathers. Oh, put me down, you egg. Now, why'd you have to say that? Doc, you're shocking the natives. What, do them good, if you ask me. Oh, Doc, you fool. Well, you insist. <laughs> ah, there you are, on your feet. And not a bad armful of girl, if anyone should ask. Did you just notice? Yes, sir, I'm beginning to wonder where you've been all my life. Don't tell me I roused the sentimental Texas boy in you. Well, something went and made my heart go flip-flap, flip Flop, Doc, not flip-flap. Jack, you wasn't supposed to be listening. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Never mind. It wasn't important. What you mean, it wasn't important? Of course it was important. And I thought you two were looking for a place to get some food. Where are you going, fella? Well, I got to take care of the clearance papers and pay for this gasoline. I'll join you later. Well, how about it, Sonny? Oh, yeah. I'm crazy to look around. Okay, come on. We won't see any of the town, I guess. No, it's over that way. <laughs> look yonder at the Indians in blankets are squatting on the edge of the field. <laughs> They act as though they didn't believe their eyes. I don't reckon airplanes are one of the things they see the most down here. Goodness. Positively hot. <laughs> Lady, you're in the tropics now. I know. It's like a new world. Down here on the ground, Boaco looks more than ever like it was carved out of the wilderness. And what a wilderness. Look at the jungle all about us. Yeah, stuff sure grows down here. It looks so rank and, and deadly. Every plant trying to strangle the life out of every other plant. Murder in plant life, huh? Yeah, that's just what it looks like. Vicious, unwholesome murder. Hey, here. This looks like it'd be an eating joint. Shall we try it? Oh, duh. It's dirty. Of course it's dirty. We don't have to eat the dirt, do we? Well, we don't get something besides food in here. I'll be surprised. Well, let's have a look anyway. Door open. Little screams. Flies everywhere. Hi, friend. Uh, 
Would you maybe have some coffee? Hey, sure. I got coffee. Then we'll have two coffees. Uh, what else you have on the menu? The beans. Want any beans, son? No, for heaven's sake, no. This kind of weather? But what else you have besides beans? You don't like beans. No, neighbor, we don't like beans. What else you got? Maybe you like some frijoles. Frijoles? What you mean, frijoles? That's just south of the border for beans. Sure it is. Is that all you got in this black rat? Frijoles, beans, what more is there? <laughs> I guess we're going to take beans and like it. Hey, you got any bread? Tortillas. Yeah? Well, look, is this the only eating place around here? Uh, what's the matter you say that? What's the matter with this place? Well, fella, it is kind of dirty now, ain't it? You got to admit that. You say this place is dirty? That's right. I say this place is dirty. Sure it's dirty. Who cares? <laughs> you win, mister. Give us tortillas, frijoles, and coffee. Ah, now you talk sense. You gringos make me sick to my stomach. All gringos make me sick to my stomach. Well, I guess we're all ready to take off now, Jack. All right, pile in. Doctor, now close her up. Let's get going. Hey, Sonny, what did them beans do to you? They give me indigestion plus heartburn plus the hiccups plus one. Well, I hardly touched them. But it was good coffee. All set, Doc. Let her go. Okay. Watch it. Hold your hat, kid. Here we go. can relax and sleep off your beans. You know, I like that stop best of all. I really got the feel of the jungle tropics. Lazy and dreamy. Just a little bit rotten and dangerous. Yeah, that's life in the tropics as she has lived. Our first real Hello, taste. everybody. What's that? I just said hello. Jack. I say a valley infant. Why, Jack, it's a little boy. Oh, where did you come from? Back in there. Back in the luggage compartment? Oh, look here. We've got a blooming starway. Where did you get on this plane? Back in San Diego. You've been on this plane since we left San Diego? Sure. But, little boy, where are your mother and father? I haven't got any mother. My father's back in San Diego. This is great. But don't you know you shouldn't have done this? Your father must be terribly worried. Oh, no, he isn't. He put me in here. Your father put you in this plane? Uh-huh. He gave me a package of sandwiches and told me to stay here until I got hungry. You, you mean your father abandoned you? I don't know. He just said to stay in there till I got hungry. Well, what are you going to do now? Well, what is there to do? I mean, if we land in San Jose, we'll take him to the American consul. Will he see that he gets back to the United States? Well, he'll have to. Hey, what's your name? Hermie. Hermie what? That's all, just Hermie. But Hermie, what's your father's name? His name's Hermie, too, and I'm hungry and thirsty. Of course you are, darling. All right, Reggie, break out some cheese and crackers. And some of that chocolate. Oh, Joe, wet nurse to an unwashed juvenile. Oh, shame on you, Reggie. How old are you, darling? I'm seven. I'm, please don't call me darling. Well, of course I won't. I'm a man, and women are no good. Oh? <laughs> and put that in your pipe and smoke it, Sonny Richards. Yeah, that puts me in my place, all right. <laughs> Boy, I sure do like airplanes. Oh, you do? Yeah. When Pop said I was going for an aeroplane ride, I just about busted my britches. <laughs> <laughs> well, here you are, Hermie. Sink your teeth into this. Thanks. I guess you fellas are a bunch of right guys. <laughs> Some adventure, huh, Jack? Yeah. 
great. Yes, sir. Now, if we only had a big box of sand, we could start a kindergarten. of Jack, Doc, and Reggie will come to you at this same hour. I Love a Mystery, written and directed by Carlton E. Morse, comes to you Monday through Friday, featuring Russell Thorson as Jack, Jim Bowles as Doc Long, and Tony Randall as Reggie York, with Mercedes McCambridge as Sonny, Louis Van Ruten as Manuel, and Sarah Fussell as Hermie. adventure thriller, Temple of Vampires. Folks, my only comment is this Lake Nicaragua is nothing to sneeze at. quite a body of water, all right. Where are we now? Well, Hermie, over on our right is Lake Nicaragua. Uh Uh-huh. And those snow-capped mountains on our left are the Whoppies. And what's down below us? Jungles, my fine young stowaway. But tigers and bears in them? Well, I don't know about tigers and bears, but there's plenty of spotted panthers and snakes. Not to mention a few alligators and wild Indians. Indians? Is there Indians? And how? With paint on their faces and bows and arrows up both sleeves. What sleeves? Could we go down there? Hey, I hope not. Oh, couldn't we, fella? <laughs> no, I'm afraid not. And look, how about you calling me Doc, which is my name? All right, Doc. Why can't we go down, Doc? Well, didn't you just hear Sonny say she didn't want to? Oh, Sonny's a girl. Hey, listen, Hermie. Do you have to keep throwing that up to me? Well, you are a girl, ain't you? Well, can I help it? Girls ain't good for very much. You're not like men. <laughs> I say the line has a philosophy about women, apparently. And I suppose you agree with it. Well, I oh, Did I say so? I don't like that dirty laugh. <laughs> well, what's your name, Sonny? I'm Reggie York. Huh. 
I don't like that name very well. Don't you now? Yeah. What's yours? Mine? You can call me Sonny. Okay. What's his, that fella over there? That's Jack. He don't like me, does he? You don't think so? Jack? Why, of course he does. No, he don't. He don't talk to me. Now, you hear that, Jack? Hmm? You asleep? No. Hermie here says you won't talk to him. Did he? Oh, Jack, Hermie's a good little guy. I don't doubt it. Well, look at what's come over Jack. Looks like he's got a fit of molly grubbles. And all on account of Hermie. Are you piloting this ship? That's right, I am, Matt. Well, how about keeping your mind on the controls? Hey, you have got it bad, haven't you? Say, what does a fella do when he wants to rest in an airplane? Getting tired? Huh? Who said anything about getting tired? Men don't get tired. That's right, Hermie, but men do have to rest sometimes. Sure. That's what I mean. Well, you see that blanket on the floor back there? Yeah. Well, when I need a rest, I go back and lie down on that. Is it okay for me? It most certainly is, any time you feel like it. Thanks. I guess I will. Jack? Yes? You don't like kids? Sure. Then what's the matter? Did anyone say there was something the matter? Oh, but Jack, it's just as you said. The minute we reach San Jose, we can turn him over to the American consul. That's right. Then why cut him dead for the three or four hours he's with us? Maybe it's the kid and maybe it isn't. All I know is that something's wrong. Wrong? Just just what are you driving at, Jack? I don't know. Just a feeling. You mean you sw- smell trouble, fella? Yeah. You hear that, Reg? Quiet, and I don't like it a little bit. What's the matter with you folks? Well, it ain't nothing to be laughed at. When Jack smells trouble, it means something. Oh, what are you talking about? You mean you boys are superstitious? Premonitions. Men who live by their wits stay alive by paying attention to their hunches. Oh, for Pete's sake. We find a seven-year-old boy stowed away on the plane, and immediately everybody acts like the end of the world has come. How does the instrument board look, Doc? Nothing out of kilter here. How far would you judge we are from the lake? Twenty-five miles, I guess, offhand. I've been keeping a middle course about halfway between the mountains and the lake. Uh-huh. How about getting over near the lake? You say so. But, Jack, what's that for? It, it takes us off our course. Well, if we had to make a sudden landing, we'd have a better chance along the shore. Jack, are you being serious? I don't know any more than you do. Oh, I think this is a lot of nonsense. How much altitude, Doc? Upwards to 3,000. Well, that's plenty. Mind if I take the controls? They're yours, son. You're welcome to them. Come on, slide in. Thanks. Oh, I, I wish I knew what this was all about. Look, sonny. A good nose for trouble has saved our skins more times than I can count on my ten fingers. That's quiet. When Jack says there's something in the wind, keep your peepers open. Oh, Reggie? Yes, Jack? Get out the maps and look over the towns in this area. Before you can say Jack Robinson. Oh, and Reggie? Yes? When you're finished with them, put them back in your pocket where they're safe. It's as good as done. You know, I ain't seen Jack worried like this, and I don't know when. Why does he want Reggie to put the maps in his pocket? Well, just for instance, supposing we is to crack up and the plane was to burn. Doc, what do you mean? Well, nothing. Only if we were to be left on foot, these maps should be mighty handy to have to know which way to head to. But, but, but you mean we're in danger of, of cracking up? Sugar, if we knew what was the matter, we wouldn't... Well, we'd be doing something about it, not sitting here talking. And it's all based on... Just on Jack's feelings? Every smidgen of it. Nearest I can make out, the closest town is about 50 miles on the other side of the lake. Well, that don't do us a precious lot of good on this side. Yes, I know it. Nothing on this side at all? Nothing on the map. I suppose there must be villages, but not important enough to show here. And supposing there are, what good is a village? Well, any port in a storm is a good motto. I'll go up and tell Jack what I've found. Well, isn't this pleasant? All part of the game, Sonny. You asked for it. Yeah. You want to make a bet? 
Well, I admit I do like my gambling. I'll bet you $5 we land in San Jose on schedule and no trouble. Hey, Sugar, don't say that. Oh, why not? Well, haven't we got enough trouble without you throwing up a challenge like that? Honest to goodness, Doc. You and your Texas superstitions. You don't get it, Sonny. It isn't superstition. That's how a soldier of fortune stays alive, being one jump ahead. It's part of our job to see what's coming. Now, we've all been doing it so long, it's, well, it's about like, well, a sixth sense or second nature to us. You don't mind if I think you're a little bit nuts. No, you go right ahead. Oh, you give me the willies. It's all so silly. Well, maybe it is that. Oh, what Jack have to say, Reggie? Just shrugged and said we were out of luck if anything went wrong now. No towns or nothing, huh? No. Reggie, hmm? are you as obsessed with this evil eye rubbish as Doc is? Evil eye? Well, whatever we want to call it. But what's so unnatural around of this world about a premonition? You don't think there's anything wrong with it? Not at all. Something in Jack is simply tuned a bit finer than in the rest of us. Or put it this way, his unconscious has picked up something that isn't apparent to the rest of us. What do you mean, picked up something? Well, if Jack doesn't know, how would I? But you must have something in mind. What could his unconscious pick up that the rest of us don't get? Well, just for instance, the rhythm of the engines, the vibration of the propellers or of the wings. Something so slightly off normal that even his conscious mind doesn't get it. And yet it's registered in that subconscious instinct that warns of impending danger. Or again, it might be the weather. Maybe he got a whiff of a storm. And his instinct for approaching danger has been so much more highly developed than ours that he'd get it before we did. That's it. Well, at least that makes some sense. Uh, where do you think you'd be going? Back to see how Hermie the hitchhiker's doing. Well, most likely he'll be asleep. If he is, he should have something over him. Well, anyway, we're doing all right so far. How you mean? Jack's maneuvered us right along the lake shore. Looks to be places to land in an emergency. Uh, it looks it from up here. But uh, what'll it be like when we get down there? You think... You think maybe those clear places might be swamps? That or quicksand, if not worse. Just the same, it would beat landing in the top of a tree. Not if the swamps were wriggling with alligators, which sometimes they are. Well, that's a jolly thought. And that's say. one thing that Doc Long's mother never intended, for him to end up in the stomach of no alligator. Oh, oh Sonny, uh, do you sleep? Poor little tyke. All tuckered out. Can you imagine a little kid like that? Taking what comes without a whim. A soldier of fortune in the making, I say. The heart of a freebooter. He looks like he had plenty of pushing around in his seven years at that. Yeah, I was noticing. He could do with some feeding up. He took plenty of intestinal fortitude to stay hidden back in that luggage compartment for ten hours. No kid. A boy who can... There it comes. Reggie, you mean... Fasten yourself to your seats. But she's caught on all right again, Jack. I don't know what she's going to do. Fasten your seatbelt. Hold the kid to your lap, Jack. Just a minute. I'll get him. Here, Sonny. I'll show you how to fasten yourself in. It's going to be bad. I don't know. There. That'll keep you from getting tossed around. Sorry to be busting up your nap, Hermie. Where are we now? The jungle's still down below us. An Indian? Yeah, I'll bet there are. Here, I'll... Uh... Buckle me in and then hold you on the lap. I'm too old to be held on people's laps. This is just to keep you from getting bounced on your ear. We're losing altitude fast. Well, the closer we get to the ground with the help of the engines, the less we'll bounce. You glad you came, Sonny? Yeah, doggone it. No matter what happens, I'm glad I came. That's the old fight, though. 
That's all I can do. You're fastened in. Let her rip, Jack. We're ready for anything you've got first. Are we going down? That's right, Hermie. How will we see Indians? If that's all you see, fella, you're going to be the luckiest little boy in the world. He's got a landing place picked out. Looks pretty good, too. Tell him not to hit any alligators. We're going down awful fast, ain't we? That's right, Hermie. And it's not going to be long now. Hang on to me like everything, Hermie. That's about the prettiest piece of land in an airship as anybody's ever going to see. Anybody got any idea where we are? I say, take a look out the window. Holy jumping catfish. What is it, Doc? A doggone cathedral. Cathedral? Good Lord, a New York skyscraper rising right up out of the jungle. of Jack, Doc, and Reggie will come to you at this same hour. I Love a Mystery, written and directed by Carlton E. Morse, comes to you Monday through Friday, featuring Russell Thorson as Jack, Jim Bowles as Doc Long, and Tony Randall as Reggie York, with Mercedes McCambridge as Sonny, Louis Van Ruten as Manuel, and Sarah Fussell as Hermie. adventure thriller, Temple of Vampires. Jack, would you believe in miracles? Did you 
say miracles, Reggie? I said miracles. There isn't enough damage done to this plane to put in your eye. We'll want to make sure about that. I am sure. There's nothing a department store janitor couldn't fix up with bailing wire. Mm -hmm. The undercarriage seems to be the only thing damaged at all. That's all. And I'm just the man who conducted that up for an emergency takeoff. But what I don't understand is why the motors conked out on us in the first place. I think I have the answer to that. Well, then let's have it. Well, they were in perfect working order when we made the last stop at Boac. I made sure of that, as you very well know. All right, then there's only one thing it could be. The gasoline. Jove, so that's it. Yeah, I think that gasoline was watered. I say, you think the officials deliberately... Well, maybe the officials at the airport didn't know it was watered, and maybe they did. That doesn't enter into it. But I'll give odds. That's our trouble. I say, what a rotten trick. But look here, Jack. If we're stuck out here in this jungle with watered gasoline... Well, we've got plenty of chamois. If that's the trouble, we'll have to find some way of straining it. Straining 200 gallons of gasoline through a chamois? It can be done. What a man has to do, he does, but what a job. Besides, strain it into what? Haven't got enough trouble without you thinking up more? Hey, I told Doc and Sonny not to get out of sight. Where are they? Behind you, down there at the edge of the lake. Oh. Have they got the boy with them? Mm, No. Hermes hoping to see an Indian. (laughs) He's liable to get his wish. This looks like pretty unhealthy country. I sent Doc to look along the shore for signs of inhabitants, but that was just hoping against home. It's crying. No such thing as good natives in this part of the world. How far into the jungle would you say that old temple is? Mm, a quarter of a mile, I suppose. Hmm. How would you guess it is, anyway? Maybe some old Aztec ruins. Oh, look here, aren't you a little bit mixed up, Jack? The Aztecs were up in Mexico. Well, all I know is it's not inhabited. You can tell that much from this distance. Oh, see, I've just had a thought. Maybe we're the first white men ever to set eyes on it. Mm. Climb up in the cabin and bring out three revolvers and some ammunition. Mm, good idea. We won't try to work on the plane tonight, I don't imagine. No, we got to find out what we're up against first. What about a little food? Uh, a couple cans of tomatoes, cheese and crackers, and a bar of chocolate apiece tonight. I'll break them out while I'm inside. Ask for coming, Jack. Oh, Doc. Well, where's Sonny and the boy? Well, they're coming along. Anything desperate to matter the plane? Nothing smashed we can't fix. Hell, now, ain't that a relief? What about you? Find anything? Not one doggone thing. Not anywhere. On both sides of this clearing, the growth comes right up to the edge of the lake. And I swear to my grandma, you never saw such a growth. All along the lake, huh? A human being couldn't possibly get through that jungle of vines and trees, Jack. And even if we could, the place is running over of snakes and bugs, and I don't know what kind of vermin. Did you warn Sonny and Hermie about drinking any of this water? I did that. All right, Doc. Heads up. Oh, there you are, Reggie. Put up your dukes and catch these. Now you're talking, Reggie. Shooting pistols and ammunition. Here's yours, Jack. I loaded them all around. Thanks. Put some extra shells in your pocket. I already have. And here's tonight's dinner. Oh, tie the cans up in a piece of canvas, Reggie, and then come on down. We're not eating now? No, we're going to do a little exploring. We'll take the food along. You think there'd be some way of getting through to that temple thing over there? I doubt it. Well, of course there is. There's, well, there's bound to be somebody living over there. Reggie and I just decided there wasn't. Huh? Well, what you talking about? You mean that you think that that's nothing more than a deserted building standing out there? Well, look at it. All of one corner's crumbled in. Huh? Well, look at it yourself. Yeah, now you call attention to it. Does look like it's seen better days. But just the same... Well, I'd mighty well like to see what's over there. So would I. There you are. You want to take it, Jack? Uh, hand it down. Before you come, shut the door of the plane and lock it. Right. We'll do. Hey, what's that for? If there's any prowling natives around, we don't want them going through our stuff. Well, if there's a native in these parts, he's sure enough keeping out of sight. I'll say that for him. There she is. Jack! Uh! Oh, that's Sonny. I hear her, but I don't see her. Hey, Sonny, where are you? You ain't supposed to get out of sight. Come here, all of you. We found the path. Found the path? Sonny, can you hear me? Yeah. Stay right where you are. We're coming. Come on. Let's have a look. This way. Can you see me? 
No, but we're coming. Into Jack, a path would indicate human beings. Not necessarily. Well, you think not? It could be a path used by wild animals coming down to the lake for water. Here we are. Over here. Here we are. Over here. <laughs> Hermes turned into a doggone explorer. Got an idea he's on a picnic. Hey, Hermes from the tree there, and we came over to look at them, and, and there was the path. I helped to find the path, didn't I, Sonny? That's right, Hermie. I'm good at finding paths. Mm. Ground's too hard to show any footprints. And doggone it. Well, it ain't headed in the direction of that old temple. Starts off that way. So, uh, well, what'd be the objection to following it? Doc, you now go ahead. Sonny, you stay in the middle with Hermie. Reggie, you bring up the rear. Fine, but step lively or I'll be on your heels. Well, what's that for? Well, what do you suppose it's for? Oh, I don't know. Where do you think you are, on Main Street? Come on, Doc. Golly, Moses, you don't need to snap my head off. Take Hermie's hand and keep him on the path. Here, Hermie, give me your hand. No, I want to poke around with my stick. Take Sonny's hand and do as you're told. You don't like me, do you? Look, on both sides of this path is dense undergrowth full of poisonous insects and snakes. Do you understand that? Yes. All right. Give me your hand, Hermie. I don't see any snakes. Hush, Hermie. Come on. I've been kind of keeping my eyes open for prints of one kind or another, but they just plain ain't in. Hmm. Hey, Jack, fella, you know something? Well? I, I wonder if you should ought to talk to Hermie like you did. Is that so? Of course, it ain't exactly money out of my pocket, but just the same, I don't think you ought to. Well, Hermie's a nice little fella, and he can't help it being here. So what? Oh, I don't know. Only don't you see that hurt and scared look at comes on his face every time you lay into All it. right, Doc, all right. Sorry. It's what I get for putting my nose in another man's business. Mm. Funny thing, though, you don't look like a man that I'd expect to find picking on kids. Notice how the branches of the trees are coming together over the path? Uh-huh. And all of them climbing vines and stuff, shutting out the sun. Yeah, getting worse ahead. Hey, Jack, looky, will you? Just the same as going through a tunnel up ahead. You know, fella, if we're going to get much of that, we should ought to have a flashlight. I brought one. Doggone. Son of a gun. Horse, the way stuff grows down. Keep close together. Don't get so far behind. We're doing all right. Can I talk now, Sonny? Of course you can talk, Hermie. It's getting dark in here, ain't it? Uh-huh. It's the vines overhead shutting out the light. See? I'm not afraid of the dark. That's fine. Are you afraid of the dark, Reggie? Well, now, I'll tell you, Hermie. It's all according to the time and place. Well, I'm not. Only I wouldn't like to meet any old Indians in here. Well, I don't think we need to worry about that. I say up front there, Jack. What's the matter? You sure we're not getting in a little bit over our heads? I mean, if it gets much darker in a jungle like this. All right, we're coming at the end of it right ahead. Sunlight again? Yeah, that's right. We're coming out of the tunnel? So he says. Oh, that suits me right down to the ground. Every time one of those hanging vines brushes against my face, I wonder if it's a snake. Uh, I killed a snake once. Well, don't you go bothering any snakes down here. I'll kill them. Hermie, you hear me? You leave them strictly alone. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because they're liable to be poisonous. You understand? Okay. Well, there's the sunlight ahead. It's a lot cooler in here. Well, I'll take the heat myself. Come on, let's catch up. Is Jack married to you? Oh, goodness, no. <laughs> Why did we give you that idea? Is anybody married to you? Uh-uh, nobody. Then how about you waiting for me? Ha-ha, <laughs> that's a deal. <laughs> now, here we are. Out in the light again. Just a minute. Doc and Jack are down on their knees up ahead. Yeah, they act like they found something. What are they looking at? Hey, Sonny. 
Yeah. Jack wants you and Hermie to stay where you are for a minute. What is it? What's the matter? Never mind. You stay there. Reggie, come on up here. Hey, but you've got to tell me. You can't just leave Hermie and me like this. All right, if you got to know, it's a dead man. Funny thing about him, too. There's not a wound on him any place. Yet there's not a drop of blood in his body. Hey, Jack, how can you tell that? Say, there's a corpse. Hello. What's this? Just what it looks like. A dead Indian. Wearing not a stitch except a loincloth. Yeah. Been dead since sometime last night. Indian for certain. No doubt about that. And not a very civilized Indian either. Look at those tribal marks on his forehead and chest. Well, Jack, this business about him not having any blood, how you know that? color of his skin, eyeballs, fingernails. He's all bleached out. Well, maybe the Indians down here are kind of on the anemic side. <laughs> Take some of that brush and throw it over the body so Sonny and the boy can pass by without seeing it. Yeah. Good idea. So Hermie wanted to see a real Indian, huh? Well, he's not going to see this one. No sign of what killed him, huh? No. There. That covers him all up there. All right, Sonny, come on. Well, there's one thing. We know now that human beings live hereabouts, even if they're wild ones. We also know they die around here. Uh, a lot of comfort that is. Come on, Sonny. We got him covered up. Just pass right on by. All right. Well, what killed him? Keep walking. We don't know. Jack. Jack, look ahead. Hmm? We're at the temple. Sure. Just stepped right out of the jungle into the courtyard. Yeah. So busy not looking where we were going, we doggone near run into it. Hey, that's a big house, ain't it? Well, the courtyard, all right. We're walking on paving stones covered with heavy moss. But trees and shrubs are growing right up through the stones. And I was the one who thought maybe folks lived here. Now, there is a pile of stone that is a pile of stone. Well, there's only one entrance. Shall we have a look inside? Well, of course we'll have a look. We've come too far to stop now. Doggone. Stone steps as grand as you please. And what stone steps? Fifteen or twenty steps up to the door? And they reach all across the front of the building. Somebody put a lot of back-breaking work into this centuries ago. Let's go up, huh? All right, Hermie. But you stay close to us. Sure. You ever see anything like it? The way shrubs and small trees have grown right up between the stones. Suppose this jungle palace has anything to do with that dead Indian, Jack? I wouldn't know. Here. It's a little bit frightening, isn't it? Oh, who's afraid? I'm the first one up. We going in? That's what we came up here for. Come on. Big arch doorways, but not a door in the place. The doors must have rotted away centuries ago. Please. Listen, if I didn't hear a church bell, you can call me a loony. Yeah, I heard it. Come on. Let's go inside. Well, when you look what we found. What a tremendous place. Nicaraguan government could hide its whole army in here. Jack. Yep. Jack, did you see what I just saw? What the? Something just flew from one side of the temple to the other. Way up yonder. Probably an owl. Owl, my grandma. It was as big as a man, and it didn't have no wings. 
What's more, it was wearing a human skin, and that's all. of Jack, Doc, and Reggie will come to you at this same hour. I Love a Mystery, written and directed by Carlton E. Morse, comes to you Monday through Friday, featuring Russell Thorson as Jack, Jim Bowles as Doc Long, and Tony Randall as Reggie York, with Mercedes McCambridge as Sonny, Louis Van Ruten as Manuel, and Sarah Fussell as Hermie. adventure thriller, Temple of Vampires. What are you talking about, Doc? Where? I saw it, Jim. Up there, 40, 50 feet in the air. It started from that wall over there on the left and floated as easy as it pleased across to this here wall. It must have been a bird. A bird with human skin? Oh, look here. I saw it, doggone it. Only, uh, and, and the, the thing didn't have no wings, either. And, and it was big as a man? That's why I said, big as a man. Now, look, Doc, you can see how silly that is on the face of it. Why, it's a good 150 to 200 feet from one wall to the other. I know that. And I still say I saw. But nothing could pass through the air that distance without wings. Well, if if there'd been wings, I'd have seen them, wouldn't I? And a bird as large as a man would have tremendous wings spread. Yes, and the flapping of such wings would make a tremendous noise in oh. a place like this. And more than that, there aren't any birds as large as men. All right, you smart fellas, have it your way. So I didn't see anything as big as a man throw through the air up there in a hat, Doc. Well, it was almost certainly the deception of light and shadow and the gloom, Doc. You may have thought you did. Skeptics, that's what you are. You're just a bunch of dimwit skeptics. Anyway, what do we do now? And is Hermie all right? Uh-huh. He's sitting out on the steps with a hamper of food, eating a piece of chocolate. Well, there's no use looking for inhabitants in this place. But Jack, this is a genuine ancient temple out of some lost civilization. Let's not pass it by so casually. Well, help yourself. What do you want, the 40-cent tour? Nevertheless, <laughs> it won't hurt to nose round a little. Gee, it makes you dizzy just looking up to the ceiling. Imagine a civilization centuries ago intelligent enough to construct a temple this size. Mm. 
Bit of a feat, all right. Must be a clear hundred feet from those highest rafters under the roof to the floor where we stand. And don't our voices sound funny? Listen. Hello? Hello? Ha-ha! <laughs> oh. Listen. That's the second time we heard that bell. And Dad, blame it, Jack. I still say, if a bell rings, somebody must ring. Yeah, I suppose you think it was your wingless, man-sized bird who's doing it. Okay, okay. All I'm saying is, why don't you come up with a better explanation? Naturally, in a temple of this size, there must be bell towers. Bell's probably exposed to the weather. When the wind blows, the bell rings. Oh, so now, now, now the wind's blowing, is it? It wasn't when we come in. Might easily be a hundred feet in the air. Oh, look here. Standing and talking isn't getting us anything. Well, let's move on. Huh? All right. Fortunately, some of the roof has fallen in. Gives us sunlight. Ain't it the truth? Still reminds me of the inside of an old used coffee. Hey, come here. Come here. Look what I found. Sonny, you mustn't get away from the party like this. Okay, but come and see what I found. Well, hold your horses. We're coming. What's so exciting over in this department? Look. Uh-oh. Stone stairway going up along the wall. Uh-huh. Almost missed them in the shadows. Say, will you look at this? Narrow stone steps climbing up the side of the wall, going right up toward the ceiling, and no outside railing to hang on to. Must lead to some rooms or something up there. Can't just be steps to the roof. Well, I know one way of finding Anne's crying. Shall we go up? We'll do nothing of the kind. Huh? What's eating you, sir? No! I vote against it. Well, what about it, Jack? What hurts it going to do to have a look? Well, some of us could go. Those steps are too dangerous for Sonny. Besides, he's got to keep an eye on Hermie. Well, he's still out in the steps. I've been keeping an eye on him. Well, I'm not climbing those stairs. High places make me deathly ill. Well, then uh, how about a couple of us going up and the other ones stay below here at some? Well, do you think that's a good idea? I mean, is, is there any good reason for going? How about it, Jack? Well, I would like to investigate those stairs, but I agree with Sonny. I don't like splitting up the party. Huh? Why not? You've forgotten the body of that Indian out on the path? But you said yourself that didn't have anything to do with the temple. I said I didn't know. Yeah, just the same, Jack. We should know all we can about, about this place, and we will always do within calling distance. Yes, we may be here sometime. We should investigate. Well, there you are. Here. Here's three matches, son. Make them different lengths, and we'll draw straw. The short straw stays with Sonny and keeps an eye on her. All right. Well, Doc, you're first. Draw one. You bet you. There. Ready? With pleasure. And this one is yours, Jack. Well, I got a whole match, so I'm one of those to go. Okay, Reggie. Let's be seeing your match. Right. Ha-ha-ha! <laughs> I'm the longest. You used to be on with Sunday, Doc, my lad. Wouldn't you know it just again? Well, I like that. Huh? You like what? Crying because you have the opportunity of my company. Yes, Doc. Where's your Texas chivalry? Well, all my life it's been like that. A conflict between adventure and female women. Love a-pulling me one way and adventure's hauling me the other. <laughs> Whoa, isn't that just too doggone pathetic? Come on, Reggie. Okay. We won't be gone any longer than necessary. Well, see that you watch your step now. Gee, I don't think I could do it. Steps are so narrow, they have to go single file. Oh, Doc. Yeah, Jack? You both stay right there. Don't wander off. Now, don't you worry none about us. We ain't going no place. You know, I wonder if we should stop for all this now. 
After six o'clock. Well, what's time mean to us down here in the jungle? But we're going to have to go back on that path overhung with that tangle of branches and vines to reach the plane. And if we wait until after dark... Oh, it won't be getting dark down here before nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. What about getting something to eat? There you go. Sonny, will you tell me why it is all beautiful women have such doggone voracious appetites? <laughs> I hadn't thought about it. Well, you do. Everyone is. No, actually, I was thinking of Hermie. Oh, well, we, we brought some food along. Hey, looky up yonder. Where do they think they're going? Well, they seem to have come to some kind of a ledge or something. Hi, Jack! What's up there? Hello, below. There's a ledge up here. There seems to be rooms. Did, did you say rooms? That's right. A whole one of rooms all along the ledge. Oh, anything in them? We were just investigating. Seemed to be just bare stone rooms, like cells. We'll let you know if we find anything. They all seem to be empty. Nice we're up about 20, 30 feet, aren't we? Well, I should say just about 30. Shall we go up a little further? Yeah, seems to be another ledge up on. It's queer. What do you make of it, all those little empty rooms? As near as I can make out, they must have been the cells used by the monks or priests. Hmm. I wonder what religion it could have been out here in the jungles. I noticed some queer marks chiseled on the wall of one of the cells. It had a, an oriental look. An oriental religion in Central America? <laughs> it does sound a little fantastic, doesn't it? Sure, Jack, go easy, do you mind? Whew. We're getting up in the air. Don't look over the edge, Reggie. And don't worry about me doing it again. The second ledge is just ahead. Oh, quite. Oh. Climbing stamps catch in the knee joint here. Yeah. There. There. Well, will you look here? Hmm. This ledge is even wider than the one below. And will you look here? More cells. They must have kept an army of priests in this place. Come on. Let's have a look at some of them. Jack, I'm really well afraid I wasn't made for high places. I wish they wouldn't get so far away. You can hardly see them in this dim light. Looks like they're going up on another ledge. Doggone. They look a long way up there, don't they? Doc, I've lost them. I can't see them anymore. Well, they must have found some more of themselves. But they said they'd keep in sight all the time. Now then, Sonny, Jack and Reggie's been looking out for himself for quite a few years now. Ooh. And the stiff neck from looking up so much. Hey, you and me both, honey. Kink in the back of my neck. Doc, the bell again. Yeah. Doggone funny we can't place where it's coming from, eh? Surely the boys must have heard it. Hey. Hey, there they are. Reggie's waving and pointing to the other side of the temple. Oh, I don't see anything over there. He, he must mean that that's where the bell rung. What's he mean by those signs? Oh, you just wigwagging everything's okay with him. Oh, why doesn't he yell? <laughs> Not much use that far off in a place like this. Too much echo. You couldn't tell what he was saying. Oh, they disappeared again. Oh, why don't they come on down? Oh, it looks like they want to examine some more of themselves. Man, oh man, what a splash that feller would make if he slipped off that ledge. Oh, Doc, how can you even think such things? If you think that... Sonny, Sonny. Hey, Sonny. What? Sonny, look look at that. There there it is again. Oh, Doc, what is it? Floating through the air like I said. Oh, it is as big as a man. Do you see any wings? Do you? Doc, look, look, look. It's landing on the ledge where Jack and Reggie are. Sonny, Sonny, you stay here. Doc, come back. Where are you going? I'm going up and warn Jack and Reggie. Oh, no. No, I don't want to be alone here. Hermie? Hermie, come in here. Hermie? 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 
No, no. You are afraid? Who, who, who are you? Where did you come from? I've always been here. No. No, but there is no one here. Oh, yes. I am here. Who are you? I am Manuel. Have you seen Hermie? Who is Hermie? A little boy. A little boy? Yes, he's seven years old. He was with me just a minute ago, and he just disappeared. I may say so. This is a very bad place for little boys. What are you? Why are you standing there dressed in those black robes from head to foot? Yes, very bad place for little boys. And not a good place for a beautiful girl. I wish the boys were here. Boys? Don't! Don't you come any closer. I have not moved since I spoke to you. You should never have entered the Temple of Vampires. What? Why did you? Temple of Vampires? You did not know? Temple of Vampires? Yes. But there aren't any such things. No. No! You know there aren't. They're they're just fairy stories told to to chill people's blood. (sighs) Blood? Oh! Don't look at me like that. You are mistaken. This temple belongs to the vampires, and it is not given to many people to leave this temple once they have entered. But, Hermie, I've got to find Hermie. You are outside the temple now. You are wise. You will not ever again enter. Ever. But, Hermie... I don't think you will ever see the boy Hermie again. Oh. I don't think you will ever want to see Hermie again. Oh, no. No. Oh. Ah. She sleeps. She falls to the floor to forget. Sonny! Sonny, where are you? Jack, Ricky! Sonny's gone! Sonny! Doc, I told you not to leave her! I know it! Can't you hear? Jack! Reggie! Hey, here she is! Here she is! She's as white as a sheet. Is she hurt? Oh, what's the matter? Here, lift her up. Oh, no. Yeah, she must have fainted. What is it, Sonny? What's the matter? Has he gone? Has he gone? Has who gone? It's just us, son. The man, the man in the black robe. You saw a man in a black robe? He said we'd never see Hermie again. Hey, where is Hermie? The vampires. The vampires. Adventures of Jack, Doc, and Reggie will come to you at this same hour. I Love a Mystery, written and directed by Carlton E. Morse, comes to you Monday through Friday, featuring Russell Thorson as Jack, Jim Bowles as Doc Long, and Tony Randall as Reggie York, with Mercedes McCambridge as Sonny, Louis Van Ruten as Manuel, and Sarah Fussell as Hermie.
If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow the Riley and Kimmy show. We feature old-time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old-time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y and Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, We will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.